When Donald Trump was on his way to the White House, he said that he wanted to run government like a business. But it doesn't look like he wants to let businesses run like businesses, especially the insurance market. In tweets this morning after venting about a failed health care repeal and replacement, Donald Trump attacked our democratic institutions, the framework of the framers themselves, and also the stability of the individual market. Republicans and Trump like to talk about death spirals in the individual market, however their actions are directly attributing to the so-called death spiral. Here's how that works. Individuals in the individual market could face sharp increases in their premiums and fewer choices if more health insurance companies leave the marketplaces in which these individuals live. This is what is often referred to as a death spiral. So how do you get there? Well, one way that a business pulls out of a market is if there is uncertainty surrounding whether or not they can at least break even in that market. Trump wants to make it so these companies don't know whether they can actually make a profit or even break even in some markets. The cost-sharing reduction system essentially works like this. It is a government payment to insurance companies in order to assure that premium and out-of-pocket costs for individuals that don't make a whole lot of money have a cap on some percentage of that individual's maximum income. For example, if you are an individual that makes from 200% to 250% of the national poverty level, then you would qualify for a lower end and a higher end cap. This essentially means that your premiums in the insurance marketplace could not exceed 6.3% of your annual income. President Donald Trump tweeted today, if a new healthcare bill is not approved quickly, bailouts for insurance companies and bailouts for members of Congress will end very soon. Here, Donald Trump is referring to cost-sharing reduction programs by the federal government, and this is a threat. You're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro. Republican Senator from Arizona John McCain certainly took the spotlight early Friday morning when he cast the decisive vote against skinny health care repeal. However, many are claiming that the true heroes are Lisa Murkowski from Alaska and Susan Collins from Maine, as these two individuals have been against various types of destructive health care repeal since the beginning. So if you're a fan of getting rid of health care repeal, give those two a shout out, why don't you? I'm Ian Shapiro and you're listening to Politics Explained. This has been a giant news week in politics. Boy Scouts, Russia, healthcare, uh, Scaramucci, way more things. In fact, I would say the mantra for this week is, I can't remember everything that happened this week. And, you know, I don't really have to, and you don't have to either, because we have some pre-recorded segments on Anchor that help personify this crazy week in American politics. Stay tuned to that and enjoy. President Donald Trump attended the National Boy Scout Jamboree and he made it a political event. He criticized former President Barack Obama and also attacked former campaign rival Hillary Clinton. 
he of course snuck in a few jabs at the fake news and its reporters. You know, all in a day's work. Now, the Boy Scouts of America have a uh, uh, pretty uh, hearty statement on being nonpartisan. Uh, they're not really a group that promotes political positions. They're more about service. These types of individuals can't even, or at least are discouraged, to wear their Boy Scout uniforms at any kind of political event. I think a few of them were wearing their scout uniforms at this event, which turned out to be political because Donald Trump made it kind of about himself and not about the service that these individuals are doing for their communities. There's not a whole lot to defend here on the right. Um, individuals in, in right-wing media are going to be silent on this. Individuals in left-wing media are going to say uh, that Trump is you know, corrupting youth, uh, making them boo Hillary Clinton at a young age. Age, which I always think is kind of a fun little narrative uh, because I always get the, uh, the hey, you're an academic, you're turning my child into a liberal. It's like, no, they just didn't do very well on the test and so I failed them. Uh, that's my job. My job is not to turn them into a liberal. You, you really think your student could understand uh, ideology? Political scientists barely understand it and understand the best ways to measure it, operationalize it, and then use it to predict uh, future attitudes and behavioral outcomes. Woo! Uh, so anyway, Trump, uh, Trump kind of pooped on his speech at the Boy Scouts. And that's not the most elegant way to say it, but it is the most accurate. Explaining Trump's tweets this morning has become a collaborative effort because Trump out of nowhere has announced via Twitter that the government will no longer allow transgender individuals to serve in the United States military. In his series of tweets, Donald Trump wrote, After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. Because transgender individuals already serve in the United States military, it's not clear how Trump is going to actually implement this executive ban. The White House is currently not responding to questions on this subject as there will be a 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern meeting with White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. However, the Pentagon has released a statement saying, We refer all questions about the President's statement to the White House. We will continue to work closely with the White House to address the new guidance provided by the Commander-in-Chief on transgender individuals. The strange thing about this statement, it seems as though this was truly an executive order and the Pentagon had very little to do with its rollout and decision. I'm Ian Shapiro. Yesterday, Arizona Senator John McCain returned to the Senate floor after being diagnosed with brain cancer in order to cast a pivotal vote on the motion to proceed with debate for the repeal and replacement of Obamacare. However, after casting his vote, he gave a speech in which he said that the Senate needed to go back to business as usual. No more backdoor meetings. They needed to compromise. They needed to work the way the Senate has always worked. However, Congress is a tricky institution, and the Congress that you read about in textbooks is not necessarily the way that Congress has operated for 
you know, the better part of the 21st century. According to the textbook version of Congress, the institution is characterized by autonomous committees, strong dyadic representation, an impressive laundry list of collective action problems like log rolling, and institutionalized points of compromise between the House and the Senate via conference committees. These are not the realities of the contemporary Congress. The contemporary Congress operates much more on a partisan basis, with parties acting as cartels, shipping legislation through a process where they will only be approved if a majority of the majority members wants that policy to take place. This ensures that the House Majority Leader and the Senate Majority Leader can protect their members politically while still being able to go back to their constituents during election time and say, hey, Look at these things that are generally more conservative or generally more liberal that we brought to you and the nation. We did a good job, right? Pat us on the head and give us re-election. While the textbook Congress may be focused on creating good policy and legislation for the nation, the contemporary Congress is about position taking, credit claiming, and advertising what you just did. 2016 Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is releasing a book titled What Happened? Presumably the book is going to detail what happened in order for the presidential favorite to end up losing the 2016 presidential election. Political scientists have already thrown their two cents into the hat, explaining that national public mood tends to move in a more conservative direction as you have a Democratic president in the White House for more years. And as you know, Barack Obama had that White House for eight years. Another factor that has been discussed among political scientists for why Hillary Clinton lost the presidential election is weak parties but strong partisanship. Donald Trump was able to take the Republican nomination with force through a hectic primary process. And while most individuals had a low favorability rating of him even within the Republican Party, they were able to come home at the end of the day and support him over the alternative, Hillary Clinton, whose book, What Happened, is being released. I'm Ian Shapiro. President Donald Trump has a few choice words for Republicans and Democrats on the Hill as well as for the American people in his Twitter feed this morning. Early this morning, after the Senate took a vote on what has been called skinny repeal of Obamacare, Donald Trump tweeted, Three Republicans and 48 Democrats let the American people down. As I said from the beginning, let Obamacare implode. Then deal. Watch. So... This is, of course, in reference to the late after midnight vote that took place on Capitol Hill, where Susan Collins, Senator Murkowski from Alaska, and John McCain all voted against skinny repeal. For those of you up late watching C-SPAN, you could probably tell that Republicans were not going to pass this version of repeal in the Senate the very moment that Vice President Mike Pence left the Senate chambers. His vote was needed as a tiebreaker vote when the original motion to proceed to debate on health care occurred earlier this week. For more on health care in the United States and Trump's tweets explained, you're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro.